You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. We're going to start uh, with our Mishnah Brewer learning. It's very relevant uh, to what's going to be happening soon. Uh, let's take a look. We were talking about the Minag of Tainat Becholim. It's interesting, the Ber Agola yesterday, uh, if you, we looked at it, he said it's from Mesechta Tzofrim, and um, maybe the Mesechta Tzofrim is only the Makor that everybody fasts, all different types of Becholim. Because it happens to be the Yerushalmi, uh, we haven't done it yet, but the Yerushalmi Psachim speaks about Yehuda Anosi and wonders maybe the reason why he was fasting Erev Pesach was because he was a Bukhar. So you see already a very early source, the idea that you fast if you're a Bukhar on Erev Pesach. We already learned yesterday that if you don't, if you're worried that you're not going to feel strong enough to have a proper Seidel, we already learned yesterday what you're supposed to do, that you are allowed to eat and, and you can eat uh, quite a bit, just not have a suda of lechem. Um, today, I want to start with the, uh, uh, the Shulchan Aruch Sif Bet. You can see where I have the cursor here. Tough, it's tough ayin Sif Bet. Im chal Erev Pesach b'Shabbat. So let's say uh, Erev Pesach b'Shabbos. That means the first day of Yom Tov will be Motzei Shabbos. Okay. So we know everything gets pushed. Well, we know that the Friday, which is the 13th, is sort of like Erev Pesach. It's Erev Erev Pesach. But where, when did the Bukharim fast? So it's a discussion. Yeshomrim, the Machaber writes, Shemitanima Bukharot, that they are going to fast when? Biyom Hamishi. It's not going to be on Shabbat, because you don't fast on Shabbat. So when would you fast? You'd fast, you're already pushing it, push it to Thursday. Because Arab Shabbat is not a good day to fast. It's not a good day to come into Shabbat after you've been fasting. So therefore, we can take this minag and push it to Thursday. But Yeshomrim, some say, She'ena mitanim klal, that since you're not going to do it in the right day, you're not going to fast on the right day at all, that you're not, you shouldn't fast at all. That this would be a, a type of day that you wouldn't fast. The Vilna Gon says that there's a similar idea when Tishabov was Nidcha, Yehuda Hanasi said, well, if Tishabov is Nidcha this year, maybe we shouldn't have Tishabov. So you see that sometimes if it's going to be Nidcha, uh, like this, some say there shouldn't be any fast when uh, Erev Pesach is Shabbos. Avol says the Ramah, Yeshuino Kesfar Rishona, that you should fast and you should fast on Thursday. Okay, I want to do a little bit of a Mishnah Bura here, interesting Mishnah Bura. You can see I'm, I'm scrolling down. Um, Rabbi. Yes. Rabbi. Yes. Could could we give this shear in memory of my father because today is his, tonight is his yard site. Okay, Hannah, tell me your father's name. Dove Bear Ben Yehuda Arya. Lili Nishmas Bear Ben Yehuda Arya. And also for Rafuah Shlema, for many, many of our Achenu uh, Beis Yisrael. Let's take a look here uh, at the Mishnah Bura Sivkat Anvav. He says, Im um, Let's say we follow the first opinion of the Machaber. 
that if Erev Pesach is Shabbos, the Bacharim should fast on Thursday. So then, but maybe they say it's Thursday, it's tough, because that night, Thursday night, they got to do B'dikas Chametz. The Tzorach Libdok HaChametz Belayla. Ulepamim Yefo Harbei Chadarim Libdok. This was in the time, like it is by, still by many people, that they are really searching, searching and searching and working Erev Pesach. And they got a lot of rooms to search. They know, and therefore it's, they're going to be weak and tired. And we know there's a halacha that once the mitzvah kicks in, once the mitzvah kicks in, as we know from the Gemara in, in, in Shabbat, the Mishnah in Shabbat, and the Gemara that explains in Daptes in Shabbat, that once a mitzvah kicks in, you're not supposed to eat. So they've been fasting all day Thursday, the Bechorim, and now they've got to search their house, and they're not supposed to eat till they till they finished the, the B'dikas Chometz. So what? So the Mishnah Berurah says, ma'at They would have a right to eat. Now, when he says te'ima, te'ima could be quite a bit. Although it says yito ma'at, you take a look in the Sharatzion. He says here, Sharatzion, the shirat te'ima ayin ve'il simen reish lamed beis. I looked over there in reish lamed beis, and you can eat quite a bit. As long as it's not a baits of bread, as long as it's not such a huge amount. So the, the, the Mishabur says, if you, again, this is gawking on the assumption, you're going to fast all day Thursday, you can eat before Badika's Chomets, and you can have a decent meal, as long as it's not a baits's worth of bread. Oh, another possibility is, have someone else do the Badika. <laughs> and you'll eat, because we know you can have someone do the badika in your place. And this way the Bukhar could fast the way he should. Um, the Machab, now I want to go back to the Ramah. The Ramah says, Vinoakin Kishaav Bukhar. Let's say uh, there are two Bukhairim in the family. One is the father. And one is the child who is not yet bar mitzvah. So there's technically two beings that need to be fasting. So the Ramah says, If the father is a Bechor and his son is a Bechor, guess what? He asked the mother to fast on behalf of the child. The mother will fast in the place of the child who's not going to fast. But let's say, which is what happened with me, my I'm not a Bukhar, but my son Chaim was. So for years, I fasted in his place. What's the din? That's what it says. And I fasted for years, or I went to a Suda, till my son was bar mitzvah, because that's what it says in the that's what it says in the Ramah, that if you have a son who's a bechor, although you're not a bechor, you fast in his place, you fast for him. If you're both bechorim, the Ramah says, ask the mother to fast. On this, the Mishnah Bura says, as you can see, ha'em misane sifkaton tes. 
<laughs> Some folks can disagree with the rabbi here. You, you don't have to ask the mom to fast. You're fasting anyway. You're fast to work for your son. The tainus ha'av over gambeshvil beno. And obviously, the mokam shemitz the eris yeshvil hokel. For sure, if the mother, it's difficult for her to fast, she doesn't need to. The koshke nemimu uberes o meniko mitz the eris menatainet yeshvil hokel. Afim ein labal she asanish bishvil beno. If, if, if let's say her husband's dead or whatever's going on, don't worry about it. If a woman is finding it difficult to fast for her in, for her son who's not yet bar mitzvah, she doesn't need to worry. She doesn't have to worry. However, interesting, look at this here. If she decides to be a from Jewish woman who follows the Ramah, if that's the way she decides to be, there's a problem. Because now it's like a nether. It's like a minato that she was accepted, and she's going to have to make ataris nedorim. Havi nether, betzara chatara. She's going to have to make ataris nedorim. So uh, be careful the good things that you do. <laughs> and now, um, the... Um, Let's take a look about what I mentioned we're going to talk about yesterday, which is about Sudas Mitzvah. It's right here in the uh, Mishnabura Yud. And I'm going to go down with the cursor. Uh, we'll start with, we'll do the whole thing. Sifkot and Yud. If you just had a newborn baby and he's not yet even 30 days old, you don't have to worry about it. Now, let's now talk about the minag that everybody knows. You go to Washiyam on Erev Bezach. Let's see what the Mishnah Burah says about it. Okay. Yesh mekomot. Shenogu lahachmir. Ulefizeh. There are places. Le'inyanim mutarma b'chorim le'echol besudas mitzvah. Is sudas mitzvah a hefter for achivas b'chor? If you noticed, it was not in the Machaber of the Ramah. It's here in the Achronim. Do we say a Sudas Mitzvah can be matter the Bechor to eat? Yesh Mekomot Shenogel Some people, Mekomot says, no, Sudas Bechor is very important. We're not going to give this little mamby-pamby kula uh, uh, because you went to a Sudas Mitzvah. If that's your custom, you've got to be careful. I guess if you go to a new place, you might have to get hataras. You might have to get a, 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 a hetar ned there to eat by a bris or pidyon aben. Because the minute that you had is like a neder. Of course, even though this place doesn't have a minag, that you can eat at a sudas mitzvah if you're a bechor, but if you're the father or if you're the sandik or the moel, then of course you would have a right, even though everybody else would be fasting if they were a bechor, you can eat. Here comes the part I was mentioning. The yomtov shalahemu. Because it's the yomtov. Because it's your bris, it's the brismila, you're a sandik. Alpha pikein srikum achar hapesach. Achar, achar hapesach. You got a dispensation, but you have to fast some other day. Because in your city, the minag was to fast even at a Sudas Mitzvah. Let's go on. 
V'yesh mekomos shenogu ha-bechorim u-hakeo. There are some places where bechorim have a dispensation, a kula. Le'echol besudas mitzvah, that they eat at any sudas mitzvah that they can be at. V'chein noagin kayom, says the Mishnah, b'rebe kama mekomot b'bedinaseinu. Here in our in our uh, country, in Poland, and Lithuania, he was talking about, the minig is to be mekel. Even a siyum, which of course is is a bigger chiddish than a bris milo, a bigger chiddish, because they didn't learn it. But even at a siyum, they would be able to eat. Even though they didn't learn it, since the one who's making the siyum, and we were talking about making a siyum, <laughs> the one who actually did the learning, it's a mitzvah, it's a sudas mitzvah for him. Mitzdarfim with sudoso. Even though they're not his friends, they show up and they become part of his meal. Bahaminag, the way the custom is done, shemiskabtsim lahamisayim. They show up something we can't do in Corona time. Miskabtsim, they're all there physically, and they're all around him before he finishes the last words of the Mesechta. And he can actually finish those last words in front of him, in front of them. Mishomim, and they listen to it. And therefore, they, with understanding, they become part of the Siyam as well, and therefore they can make a Suda. So I saw the Ben Ishchai says that uh, they need to understand what they're hearing. They they have to have some understanding. They can't just, oh, did I hear those last words? Otherwise, it's a phony baloney. They weren't really part of the learning at all. And there is this minag to fast, and a very strong minag. So Chacham says that the Messiah should choose something that at the end of the Mesechta, even someone who's not so learned can pick up some good divrei agadita or something that even someone who's not such a great learner is able to zero in on. Okay, we'll see. Uh, but that's this is where you see it in the uh, in the mission in the mission Let's go back to the machaber. Ha'istinis mitzane be'erev pesach. There's somebody else who fasts erev pesach. Ha'istinis. That's a person with a very delicate uh, digestive system. That's a person who, if he eats, he's already full. Just a little bit of food, he's, he's a little bit abnormal. A little bit of food, he's already not able to have a, a, an appetite. So therefore, he should, like a Bechor, he should fast. Kedei sheyochal matzah this way, he'll able to eat matzah with some sort of desire. That's the istinus should be fasting. On this, the, uh, the Mishnah Bura says, it's going on here to the next page. If mefunak, shem yocho biyo menotav lecho belayla. So, um, <laughs> many of us, Chenach, wishes we were like that. Um, Venira de Imchal Erev Pesach B'Shabbos. Let's say Mr. Istinus, uh, he's, his Seder is supposed to be when? Like everybody, Saturday night. So maybe he should fast on Shabbos 
or he should eat a lot less on Shabbos. So the Mishnah says, "Ain kadai litchos legamri suda Shabbos mishpilza." It is suda Shabbos, and suda Shabbos is right now happening. What should he do? Merakshi yizor leechol maat. He should eat less than he would eat on a normal Shabbos, in order. Uh, just enough to be Makayim Sudas Mitzvah of Shabbos. But he should be careful how much he eats as well. Um, and the Mishnah Burr points out here in the Shartzion, but this guy is such a delicate um, digestive system. Whatever he eats, he's not going to be hungry for the matzah. Okay, so the Mishnah Burr says, okay, he won't be so hungry for the matzah. But at least this way, what do you expect him to do? He's not going to fast on Shabbos. Therefore, he'll eat less on Shabbos, and he won't be that desirous of the meal, but at least it'll be a mitzvah. It's not the best way to do a mitzvah, but again, this is a compromise. This is the best we can come up with. We have a couple more minutes of halacha tonight. Uh, the, the Shulchan Aruch says, I'm going to move it to the other side. Here we go. pas it's also to eat any sort of bread item, and this means a matzah item, from the 10th hour. Because they're not going to eat chametz. Why? Now, he doesn't bring here the iser of eating matzah all day Pesach. Uh, the, the, um, that's going to be brought down in the Ramah. The Shulchan Aruch doesn't bring it down here. He just says, from approximately 3 o'clock, you cannot eat any matzah because we want you to have a desire to eat matzah. So what should you eat then? You can eat a smaller amount of, of fruits and vegetables and meat. Don't fill up. If you're one of these istinous guys that we just spoke about, if you're the type of person who's an istinist, then again, like we said before, you should be very careful about what you're eating because we want you to have a nice seder where you're hungry and you really appreciate what you're eating at the seder. Now, this is an interesting, um, interesting paradox. A little bit of wine you shouldn't drink. Why? Mishum demisad soya. The Gemara says a little bit of wine fills you up. But incredibly, if you drink more than a little bit, you actually, it generates a desire to drink, to eat. You are allowed to drink more wine. What's I've seen a little bit and a lot, I'm not 100% sure, but, but a little bit of wine will fill you up. If you continue to pass that little stage, you actually generate hunger within yourself by drinking wine. You actually, uh, you actually generate a, a greater appetite. Um, uh oh. Let's see, where did I go here? Um, what's interesting is the, uh, the Ber Halacha here. Quotes that um, Baralocha quotes here that um, he, d- he brings a uh, the Ritzgeus and he says everyone's got to be the way they are. 
Toli akolafi teva osa odom. Lafi mashu margish benavsho. Dover shagura riba latimus You got to know yourself. So it's possible that drinking wine is not going to, uh, is going to satisfy you. So there aren't any ironclad rules. You got to know your own body system. Don't do stuff that's going to limit your appetite on uh, Erev Pesach. It's hard to do sometimes with all that good stuff cooking in the kitchen. Kodim Shasiris, before the 10th hour, according to the Machaber, Mutru Echo Matzah Ashira. You can eat Matzah Ashira. Because Matzah Ashira, you're not, you don't fulfill the mitzvah of Matzah with it. It's not Lechem Oni. So you can actually eat it during, uh, up until three o'clock. Avomatsa shiyotz and babalayla asur mu'echo kol yomar basar. The machaber didn't say it, but the Ramos says, matzah that you are, you're makayim the mitzvah achilas matzah with, you can't eat the whole Erev Pesach. And on that, um, the Mishnah Bura brings down that that is from Amud Shachar, and some have the minig not to eat matzah from Rosh Chodesh. I have a minig not to eat matzah the whole month, actually, of uh, from Purim on. The um, on the next page, we're going to see the question about eating stuff made out of matzah meal, and I'll just do a little bit of that here from the Mishnah Brewer, and then we'll stop. He says, he says, oh, the whole issue of eating matzah or matzah shira is when you don't boil it up. But he says, If you take the matzah and you turn it, you have matzah meal, and you boil it up, you roll it into a ball. Lasot kadurimimena, shakorin knedlach, or or you put matzah into a klirishon, then you are allowed to eat that matzah on Pesach. Kodim shasiris, because that's not called matzah at all. The whole Easter is eating matzah. But something which is not matzah, which doesn't have a shame matzah, you're not yotze at all, even though it's made up of the ingredients of matzah, the Mishnah Burr says you're allowed to eat. And that's why uh, if you have a gefilte fish or something which has matzah meal in it, clearly you would be allowed to eat that on Erev Pesach, according to the Mishnah Burr. You could even eat matzah um, uh, uh, in that way. We don't eat egg matzah because we're choshesh that it might be chametz. That's the reason why Ashkenazim won't eat egg matzah in Pesach uh, past a certain time. But you can eat knedlach according to, you can have knedlach and soup on Erev Pesach, and it's, it doesn't go against the idea of eating matzah on Erev Pesach. Now, Rav Kluger, the great posek from Brod, disagrees with this, and he writes in his tshuva that if you can taste, especially some of these knedlach, whatever, if you can taste the matzah in it, then if you can taste the tam of matzah, you shouldn't be eating it Erev Pesach at all. Okay, I want to see what uh, what our chat note is. 
Right. Matzah shiri is egg matzah. That is true. What we call egg matzah. Okay, so that is the Mishnah Brewer for today. We'll go, we'll, we'll continue in this vein, uh, uh, tomorrow. Let us now move to the, uh, your Shalmi. I'm gonna guarantee <laughs> we're gonna like the Yerushalmi today. That is what I believe. Okay. Yesterday we got up, um, we are right here on the page one of the Yerushalmi, starting from the Amaisa. Maisa Maase. Maase Bereb Yishavev. Sha'omad Vehichlik Eskol Nechosev Laniyim. Rabbi Shavev decided, I have a lot, I'm a wealthy man. The poor people of this world do <laughs> stuff. I am going to give my nechosim to poor people. Remember, we weren't yesterday. There was a takona from Usha that you aren't supposed to give 20% or more than 20. From 20% on, you're not supposed to give up to 20% or a little bit. 20, but not more than 20%. Either way, you've given everything. Don't you know you're going to become impoverished? You're not supposed to be doing that. That's what Gamliel told Rabbi Shavit. So the Gemara asks an interesting question, a historical question. Says, Usha happened in Gamliel's son's time. In his time, the Takon of Usha had not yet been established. Why did Gamliel tell him about a fifth? Didn't that, wasn't that Takana 30 or 40 years later? So the Yerushalmi I'm answer, sorry for the Rev. I'm sorry to stop you. I, I cannot find it. Could you please tell me what page are you on? Okay. So I am on page one of the, of the handout today. And I'm going to go, <clears throat> I'm going to start the lines going down. One, two, three, four, <clears throat> five, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, the 15th line. That's March 30th? March 31st. I'm in the wrong thing. All right, never mind. I'm gonna, 13 line, I'm going to find it. Thank you very much. Okay. So, okay, so, look, I'm real low code Ushahaya. Rabbi Yossi Barbun B'Shem Rabbi Levi says, The truth was that even in the time of the father, 40 years earlier, they wanted to institute <coughs> And in fact, I have Rachmanus on the person coughing, but I would ask you to, 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 to lower your mic, please. Uh, you should have a Rafuah Shleva. But it's a little bit disturbing, I think, to the people here. So thank you. Have a refuah, Mr. Whoever it is. Okay. So didn't it happen before Usha? So so really, they did do it beforehand. They did actually convene together, and they actually promulgated the Takana. Do not spend 20% on Staka. But then they forgot about it. It started, it didn't, and then somehow things came up, and the generations, because of the Chorbin and because of all the Tsaros, they forgot about it. And the next generation got up there, 
And they came up with the same thing the first generation came up with. It was 40, 50 years later. I don't know exactly. But incredibly, the next generation, although we always look at the people before us and say they were bigger than us, they were greater than us, it's possible that we can be machaven to exactly what they wanted to do. So the Takana of Usha, they were machaven, those rabbis who were part of the convocation of Usha, some of the things that they instituted were actually stuff that had been attempted or actually been done in generations previously. And that proves something very important, the Yashalmi says. If you work at something, if you try to get something done, you can actually achieve and accomplish something that's incredible. You can almost be, as we're going to say in a minute, you're only a bezdin of today, of tough shin pay. But tough shin pay can somehow come up with things that even the bezdin of Moshe Rabbeinu can maybe come up with as well, if we work at it. Ravmana. Ravmana said, the Pasik says in Dvarim, Lo the Torah is not empty. Sometimes the Torah feels empty. It feels like we're just going through the motions. It feels like we don't understand what we're learning. It feels empty to us. If if it feels empty, if it feels like you don't understand it, if you're trying to figure out what the rationale is and it's not coming to you, it's mikhem. It's your own fault that that's happening. Why? Lama, you can try harder. Torah is there for us as a gift. If you can't figure it out, try harder. Roll up your sleeves and try harder and try to learn stronger. What did you say? The Pasuk says. Torah is life. Learning and figuring stuff out in fact, again, somebody has their mic on. Somebody has to set the microphone. Okay. I'm not sure that you is. To... Who is there? Shut the, the microphone. Come, I'm coming. Shut the microphone, please. Okay. Some entertainment, I got a way out. Yeah. All right. I, 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 we'll try here. I wish I was able to shut everybody's mic, but I can't do that. When is Torah life? When you work hard at it. How do you see this? What does it say? Where do you see that if you try hard, you can actually achieve greatness Beyond what you're really, you think you're capable of? Listen to this. It says, B'tzal ben Uri ben Chur, L'mata Yuda, Asas kol asher tziv Hashem es Moshe. <laughs> he did everything God told Moshe. <laughs> oh, so Moshe Engsiv Khan doesn't say B'tzal did everything that Moshe told him to do. That Salo figured out what God had told Moshe to do, even though Moshe never told him to do it that way. 
he understood how to build the Mishkan the way God had told Moshe to build it. Even though Moshe had not told Betzal to build it that way. Because Betzal was able to figure out something as if he had been hearing it from God himself. Even though Betzal did not hear it from his Rebbe, his schemo daito, he figured it out. It's as if Betzal had heard it from God. Similarly, you know, Rabbi Yochanan Meshem Rabbanoi, what does it say by Yehoshua? It says, Yehoshua followed in the place of Moshe Rabbeinu, Kasher Tziv Adonaius Moshe Avdo, the same way Moshe was commanded by God, Kain Siva Moshe Es Yehoshua. And the same way Moshe gave Yehoshua orders before he died, but then the Pesach says, V'chein also Yehoshua, <laughs> like what? And Yeshua did Kasher Tziva Hashem as Moshe. Moshe told Yeshua what to do, but Yeshua on his own figured out things Moshe never told him. Yeshua figured out things on his own that Moshe had learned, Moshe had been taught from God. And Yeshua was able to figure them out as well, although God didn't teach Yeshua those things. And that's, we learn it out from the Pasuk. It doesn't say what Moshe commanded him, Yeshua did everything. Even things that Yeshua never heard, and Yeshua was never taught, Yeshua figured out what God had told Moshe to do, and that's the way he enacted them. Eskimo daito. So those are two proofs. One is Betzalel, one is Yehoshua. Here comes the third proof. Rabbi Yochanan B'Shem, the page two, the top of page two. Rabbi Yochanan B'Shem Rabbanoi, Rabbi B'Shem Rebbe. What does the Pasuk say by the great Aaron? Toras emes hoisa bepihu. Right? And then it says, Torah's emes was in Aaron's mouth. Those are the things he heard from Moshe, because he was the first line of being taught. That's what Dvarim Shashama Mepirabo. But there was never anything wrong in his lips. What was that? The mouth, what he came out of his mouth, was exactly what he heard from Moshe. But then there was stuff on his lips, things that he sort of came up with on his own. That was what? Things he didn't even hear, but it was right. Aaron HaKohen was mechaven, the things that he didn't hear from Moshe, but were as true as if they were given to Moshe Rabbeinu. All right? A similar idea, Rabbanan Amri, Ki Hashem Elokecha Yeh B'Kislecha. Hashem will be you in, 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 we'll see what that means, B'Kislecha. V'Shomer Aglecha Milechad. Hashem will, Hashem will watch your feet from being caught. What does that mean? Afil Dvarim Shata Ksil Behen. Right now you're exil, you don't know about them. You're exil, you don't know. You haven't been told. You're in the dark about certain things. But if you work at it, go with the sources that you have. Try to figure things out. God, you can be machavin to the emes. 
God will make sure that you go the right path, even though now I don't know what to do. Work at it, and God will steer you on the right path. What's he going to make sure you do the right thing? You're not going to give a wrong psak. They're going to make sure that you don't do something that you think is a mitzvah, which is really an avera. That with the path that you are going to be machavin to, you're not going to get involved with the shadim chas v'shalom. You're going to, even though you were sealed to start out, if if you dedicate yourself, you will be machavin to the right way. Amar Abba. Another pshat in that pasuk that says, "Hashem elokecha yia biksilcha." You know what ksilcha might mean? Ksilcha might mean im nasata mikischa. Ksilcha is kis shalcha. If you decide to give some of your money away, kislacha is not that you're foolish. It's your kiss. If you if, if God is with you, if you give out of your kiss, if you give money to tzedakah, God will, God will guard you from lechet. What does lechet mean? From all the different types of taxes. So don't worry about giving tzedakah. There's a segula that if all the terrible taxes that people complain about paying, if you give to tzedakah from the money that you have, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will protect you from these terrible taxes and these terrible things. Next, speaking about giving money to tzedakah, Mun Vuzamelech, he was a Ger Tzedek, he was the son of Helnei Amalka, there was Chashmanoyim in his family maybe as well. Omaru Bizbez Kol he had a lot of extra money, it sounds like. He had, I, I, I guess he, I guess he wasn't, I guess he was before Takanas Usha. And therefore he decided he was going to give, uh, he saw how poor everybody was, how desperate people were at that time of the Romans. He gave all his monies out to the Aniyam. All the storage houses. Sholchalo Krovav, his family got upset at him. Va'amru. I'm sorry. Your fathers and grandfathers, they kept on adding to the great wealth of the Munba's family. And now you've taken it and squandered it and given it to these Jews. You didn't just spend your money. You spent the money that you inherited from your parents and grandparents. Koshke, <laughs> I did better than them. Avosai Gonsubaretz. Where do they put their money? They put it in some storage house with a lock under the ground, somewhere in a vault, somewhere in the earth. Aniga Nasti Bishamayim. I put all those monies in a place where they're definitely going to make a lasting impression, in a place in heaven. Shenemar, Emes Meyeretz Titzmach. That's true. It's the tzedakah that you do is in Shemayim, and it's there in a permanent way. What did they do? Basically, put more money in. It wasn't earning anything. They were hiding it money in vaults. It didn't earn anything. It didn't create interest. 
<laughs> what I did by doing Gemilas Chesed, it actually created Peros. When a tzaddik does tzedakah, imrut tzaddik, tell people to do tzedakah. It's good to do tzedakah because they are going to not only have the olam habaskus of the mitzvah, but they will get benefits in this world. And that's what Munva said. My stuff earned interest for me in this world, the, the money I gave to the poor people. Avosai Munvus went on, Gunzu, Gunzu, Bamakam Shayat Shaletasbo. You know what? They put it in a vault. But you never know. There's always crooks like the Brinks job. They could break in. Who knows? It could be an inside job and they could break in and they could have found it. I put the money, but do you know where the money really is? It's in a place that nobody can get it. When you do tzedakah, it goes all the way up to the kisei akavod. That's where your money gets transformed to. It becomes a chaluk of the kisei akavod itself. Nobody's ever going to break into that. I did more than save money. I was able, by helping people be alive, it's as if the souls of those people, I become bond with the life force of the people that I've given money to. A person who gives tzedakah, it's like he has the nefoshos. He's bound with the life force of all the people who are now going to live and live longer lives because of the tzedakah money that he gave. The truth is, they're dead. Okay, you want me to respect them because they left money to me. But ultimately, they got nothing out of their money. What I gave is going to actually give me a benefit. And MR, as the Pasuk says, when you give back the, the, the item to the, to, the, to the person who needs it at night, the stuck is to you. You bane, your neshama gets from the tzedakah. The essence of you gains when you do acts of tzedakah. And that's something that's never going to die. My neshama is not going to die. And it became bigger and stronger because of the tzedakah that I gave. And this is something we should all think about today. Tzedakah tatzel mimavis. That tzedakah is going to save you from death. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it saves you from death. You give tzedakah, you don't die? The low miss, you don't die? Of course people die, and even though they've given tzedakah. <laughs> and you won't die. You'll have a, a powerful oilam haba by tzedakah. That's how Munbuz, obviously I don't think his relatives understood where he was coming from. But that's how Munbuz explained what he did. Yishalmi goes on. These two things, Tzedakah and Gemilas Chesed, are worth all the mitzvahs in the Torah in a way. They're as great as any of the mitzvahs in the Torah. Why? But there's a difference between the two. Tzedakah is about giving to a living person who needs the money. Gemilas Chesed no heges b'chayim u'v'meisim. Gemilas chesed is something that's no egg, even the person who's not alive. Because when you go to a lavaya, that's gemilas chesed to the nifter. So gemilas chesed is something you can do even 
When the person isn't alive, you can do Gemilas Chesed. Next. Atzadok Noegis Laniyim. Let's see. Uh, that's a good question. Um, Henoch was asking, was Munvaz a, a, a Jew? He definitely became a Jew. Whether he was a Ger Tzedek or not is a question. But he definitely lived as a Jew and became a Jew. He donated something to the Beis Hamikdash. He was definitely, uh, he, I don't know if he started out as a Jew or not. It's a question. Okay. Kamilas um, Chesed is no Egez Laniyim. A person who needs something, you're giving him something physical. Even a rich person, you could be gomel chesed to. You could be friendly to. You could be comforting to. You could go. Something happened here. Something happened to my screen. Hang on. Okay, go back. Go back. Ariel. Um, here we go. All right. Tzedakah noegis b'mamono. Let's read it on. Tzedakah noegis b'mamono. Tzedakah is about money. Shalotam. Kemilas chasodim noegis bein b'mamono bein begufo. It's using your body, using your emotions, your feeling. Being there, Rabbi Yochanan bar Maria b'shem Rabbi Yochanan. Einanu yodin ezem and chaviv. I know they're different, but what's better in God's eyes? Taking out money and giving it to an ani, or another act of gemilas and spending time with someone who needs it, going to visit someone who's sick. Which is greater in God's eyes? Chaviv. O tzedaka o gemilas chasadim. Keshu oimer v'chesed Hashem. When you do chesed the way God wants you to do it, then it's forever. It lasts into olam haba. Al yireyav. V'tzidkoso l'bnei bonim. Tzidkoso, giving tzedakah, helps one generation. It helps to a second generation. Hada Omri, you see from there. Gemilas chasodim, chaviva yosr menatzedakah. Kemilas Chasadim is considered more Chaviv than Tzedakah. So Tzedakah is very important, but don't ever undercut what Kemilas Chesed can do. Talmud Torah is also Dover She'en Lem Shir. Shalu is Rabbi Yeshua. Mao She'yilmat Adam is Beno Yivanis. It's very important to know Greek in, the, in that time. You have to know the language. You have to know the inner language. You have to know the hints. You have to know the language great. So this way you can hobnob with all the uh, aristocrats. You're going to be able to speak their language and get to know what they're about. Amar lehem. I'll give you an answer. Find some time that's either not night or day. Then maybe they can learn the Greek language and the Greek way of, of, of arguing and talking. Torah's got to be day and night. Is there some time that's not day or not night? Says one second. Rabbi Shmuel says you shouldn't really teach your kid Yavonis because you have to learn Torah day and night. Vatani Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel himself taught 
Ubacharta Bachayim. Choose life. What does choose life mean? Zuumnis. Choose a way to make a living. When he's going to learn that if he's only learning Torah all day? Mayata, if you're right, Yishmol, that you have to learn Torah day and night, day and night. Also, Wilmot has been a woman's. Then it would be also to teach your son a trade. Begin the chsivik. He said, So what's the answer? Rabbi Berei, the Rabbiya Bar Abba, B'Shem Rabbi Yochanan. The reason Yishmol gave that answer was Mipnea Misorot. Because there was a period in the time of the Chashmanoyim that there was a certain Jew who had learned Yivanis and he spilled the beans to the government about how the siege would be lifted by not having Korbanos that day. So if we teach our children too much of that language, they're going to go over to the other government side and become snitches to the government. That's why we wanted to keep them away from Chochmas Yavonis, keep them away from the language of Yavonis, because they're going to be drawn in to become betrayers of our people. Rabavo B'Shem Rabbi Yochan says what? Mutavodim Wilmotis Bito Yavonis. Maybe your son shouldn't learn Yavonis, but your daughter should know it. Your daughter should have that higher class education that the Goyim consider significant. And she should know all the ins and outs uh, and inner workings of that language and attitude. Why? That makes her a better Shidduch. Shoma Shimon. Shimon heard that what Rabbi Bo said. He says, that's a lie. Begin to boy Malafa Binte, who told Rabbi Yochanan. He wanted to teach his daughter that, so he made up that Rabbi Yochanan says it's allowed. I'm Rabbi Yochanan's student. And he says, Yavo Alai, I should have a curse come on me. Im Shamati Mid Rabbi Yochanan. I'm telling you that uh, he never heard it from Rabbi Yochanan. He made it up because he wants to teach his daughter, and he wants his daughter to get a better shidduch for being so educated. But Rabbi Yochanan never said it. Let's do one last thing for tonight. Keep it out of aim. Rabavo b'shem Rabbi Yochanan, Sholos Rabbi Eliezer. At heichen keep it out of aim. How far do you have to go about keep it out of aim? Amar lehem. Remember, that's one of the things she'ain lehem shir, right? Or is that one of the things she'adam ocho perosein ba'yom azeh? I think that's what it was. That was the second part of the Mishnah. Things that you're ocho perosein ba'yom azeh. Believe so. So I believe the Mishnah started with the words second, 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 second. Yeah, We're in the second part of the Mishnah now. Not things that ain't lamb shear, but things that you eat the peros and olamaza. Keep it off. So he asked Rabbi Eliezer, how far do you have to go for keep it off? Amr Lakem, Liatem Shailim. You're asking me? Ask this guy, Doma. Doma ben who was he? Rosh Patrachuli, Patrabuli Hoya. He was some big officer. His mother hid him in front of all the other officers. Shalom. And she was hitting him with her shoe. The shoe that she had in her hand that she was slapping this general in the face with 
And what did he do? It fell out of her hand. And he said, here, mom, take your shoe back. Shalot Tzitzayar. That's Kibbet Aveim. Am Reb Goy Ashkeloni Hoya. This dummy was a Goy from Ashkelon. Barosh Patrabuli Hoya. The Evan Sheyoshev Ovevalov, he had a stone that his father sat on, a stone chair. Lo Yoshev Alomiyomov. He never sat on that chair, ever. The Kibbet Shemes Oviv, and when his father died, also, also Yirashelo. He wasn't, he didn't believe in God, exactly, but he said, that's like my, nobody sits there. That's a holy spot. That was where my father sat. Pamachas of the Yoshfeshel Benyamin, in the Beis Hamikdosh, they lost the Evan of Benyamin, the Yoshfe, that was in the Choshen. Amruman de Islay, Tavadik is there anyone who has a stone that's like this Yoshve that we could stick into the uh, Choshen? Umru, they said, Isle, Doma Benesina has one. Also, Ligabe, dinner. He said, okay, I'll sell it for a hundred dinner. Solik, he went up to get it. Uboy Maisile, he went to go bring it. The Eshkachavua Damech, but his father was sleeping. Istamran, some say, that the, the, the key to the container that had the stone was in between his fingers. Some say his legs were on the container. Anyway, either way, he refused to waken his father to get the key or to get the box and to get the event. Nochus legabon. He went down. Amarlon lo yechilton maisusei lachon. I can't bring it to you. They thought he's playing a game. Amre. They thought dumadu boy pretentuva. He wants more money. Askuni lamasayim. They said, okay, we'll give you two hundred dinner. He said, I can't. I can't. He didn't want to say I didn't want to wake my father up. But that's what they thought. They thought he was trying to just play hard. Askuni leelif. They said, we'll give you a thousand. We need a, this is so important. We need it in the Beis HaMikdosh. Given the Itar Avua, Min Shinte, when the father woke up from being asleep, Solik, he went up, Ba'isilon. He brought them the stone. They wanted to give him the thousand. Lo Kibbalele. He said, I'm not going to take a thousand. Amar Ma'anamazvin Machon. I'm going to sell you. I was doing Kibbutz I'm not going to sell you my Kibbutz for that extra money. I'm not going to get Ano. Just give me the original hundred. HaKadosh Baruch gave him Schar right away. He was a Jigoy. That's not one of the Sheva Mitzvos, but HaKadosh Baruch gave him the Schar anyway. What was the schar? Amar Abiosi be Rabun bo balayla. That very night, Yoda Pirosi paraduma. He had a paraduma born in his in his flock. They whatever it was worth, they paid that price in gold. Vinatlua, and they gave it to him. So Kadosh Baruch Hu gave him his schar. Amar Rab Shabsai Ksiv. 
when a person does tzedakah, Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't, he doesn't uh, stop it from happening. Ain Hakadosh Baruch Hu misha matan scharon shoose mitzvus. Hakadosh Baruch Hu doesn't, he he pays right away. But who's that talking about? Begoy. <laughs> By goyim, he gives them their schar mitzvah right away. For us, we have to wait. But for the goyim, he gives them their schar mitzvah right away. We'll continue from this spot tomorrow. And now, let me see what the note was. Yes, it is a famous Gemara, but it's a little bit different than you've heard it before, right? A little bit different than it is in the Bavli. Let's now go to the uh, Bavli. So this is Chav Dalit Amid Beis, right before the Mishnah. Okay. The Mishnah said that the Tanakhama says you can't use Chalev to use as your fuel for your Friday night lights. Nacham Hamodi says you can use um, Chalev if you've cooked it. If you've cooked it, if you're mavashalit, you're allowed to use it. Then the Chachamim, the third opinion, says whether it's cooked or not cooked, you're not allowed to use it. So the Gemara says opinions one and three are the same thing. Chachamim, hainu Tanakama. The Chachamim is the same as the Tanakama. Nacham Amari says you can use Chalev if you change it. The Chachamim, the Tanakama. The third opinion and the first opinion say you can't use whatever the chalim is. Even though you've cooked it and changed it, we want the gzeira in place. So what's the difference between the two opinions? Rav Bruna Marav taught us a couple of pages ago, three days ago, that let's say you take the chalim that you've cooked and you throw in some good oil in it. You make an alloy of good oil with the chalim. Can you use that? You've already cooked the chalev, and now you change it even more by putting in a little bit of proper oil. Will that work? That's the napkamina. One of the shitas will hold that that's okay. The other shita will hold no. Since it's essentially rove of what you have here is chalev, I don't care the fact that you cooked it or you put some good oil in it. It's still not good to be used. It's part of the takonas chachamim. Don't use this for fuel. That's going to be the napkamina. But he says... I'm not sure who holds what, but that's that's the machlokas. I don't know if number one holds it or number three holds it, but one and three are arguing about this point. Nachamamadi says as long as you cook it, it's okay. Next Mishnah. You cannot be madak b'shem and slave. We talked about why. We're going to see more about that in the Gemara. This is where you have truma that became tame, and it's on yantif, and that's going to be what you're lighting on for your Friday, you're lighting on Erev Yontif, you're lighting on Yontif, Erev Shabbos, your candles for Shabbos. You cannot use truma that's Tomei for that reason. Rabbi Shemol Amar, Ein Madlikin Be'itron. You can't use Itron, which is like a, a, a bad-smelling oil. Mipnei Kvoda Shabbos. We're going to see what that means, because people are basically going to leave the room. Eventually, the smell is going to be so bad, they're not going to be able to take it. Chachamim say, you can use all oils. Sesame, nut, snownote, radish, shemen dogim. Remember, that comes from the fish insides or the fish eye. 
Shemen Pakuot. That's also, it comes from a type of gourd that grew in the wild. They would take their seeds and crush them and make oil out of it. Itron, which we said before, neft, kerosene. Reb Tarfin says, Ein madlikin el v'shemen zayis bovad. That's what you have. We don't pass in that way, but that's what Tarfin says. That should be your Friday night fuel. It should be shemen zayis. My timer. What's the reason why you can't use truma that's tamay? So we already saw this yesterday from Ravasi, from Rashi, because even though it's not technically kachim, it's truma, but you can't burn them on yontif because it's a, a yont, well, we'll see why not, <laughs> but it's yontif and you can't do the mitzvah of burning kachim on yontif. You can burn for ochel nefesh, but not to get rid of kachim. Maybe you are allowed to burn Kachim on Yontif. Let's assume Trum is the same thing as a Behema that was Nosar, or some other Behema that was Kachim that became Puzzle that you have to burn. Maybe you could do it on Yontif. There's a mitzvah to get rid of it. Nosar, you have to burn it. And that includes all things that become spoiled, that become Tomei, that are left out. The Truma becomes Tomei. So you have an assay of nosar, assay of sreifas nosar, and a los assay of not doing malacha on yontif. You can only do malachas on yontif if they're burning if it's ochel nefesh, if it's for human Jews to eat. But Jews aren't going to be eating this. But maybe the assay is there to do it. So maybe I can burn truma on yontif. So let's see the source. We have a, we're going to have four or five sources. Here they come. The Pusik says in Parsha's bow, Lo ad boker, do not leave over the Korban Pesach till the morning. Van ad boker Why does that have to say it twice? Just say, Lo ad boker, utisrofu es ashar. Why does that have to say the word boker again? Shein Talmud Lomer ad boker. Why does the, the Pusik in the Torah need to say boker twice? Why does it have to say boker twice? You don't burn it on Pesach morning. Pesach morning is yontif. If you've left over the Korban Pesach, which is Kodshim, that became Nosar, you wait till the next morning, which means Chalamoid, when it's no longer yontif. That's where you see you're not supposed to burn Kodshim on yontif. That was Tona de Bechizkiyo. Abaya Omar, Omar Kro, Olas Shabbat Peshabato. Pasuk says. doesn't have to say Ola Shabbos Peshach. It say, bring the Ola. We know you have to bring the Ola. You bring a carbon Ola every day of the week, including Shabbos. Just say Ola. What do you have to say? Bishabato. That tells you that you cannot bring on Shabbos. Lo Ola Schol Bishabbos. Let's say you have pieces of Friday afternoons Ola. You cannot put them on the Mizbeach, Abayah says. They should have gone on the Mizbeach on Friday. Pieces of Friday's Eile cannot go on the Mizbeach on Friday night or on Shabbos morning for sure. So what does that show you? That shows you that unless it's a mitzvah to be done today, you don't do it. For sure you don't burn truma. If on Shabbos, and he's saying on Yontif as well, look what he says. Ola Shabbos b'Shabato, velo ola schol b'Shabbos, velo ola schol b'Yontif. On Shabbos and on Yontif, you can only bring the korbanos and the Beis HaMikdash that are connected to that day. 
But if they're a leftover from some other day, you don't bring them. If they aren't meant to be done today, if the carbon tumid, it's not the carbon tumid of Shabbos or Yontif, you don't bring even the stuff from the day before that was connected to a tumid. So obviously you're not going to burn Kachim that get puzzle on Yontif. That's Abaya. Rav Amar Amar Kro. Hu levado The Pasuk says in Parshas Bo, when it comes to Pesach, that you're allowed to eat, you're allowed to do melechas of ochel nefesh. Hu levado Only ochel nefesh melechos can be done. But the Torah writes extra words. Hu levado. Why does it have to say hu levado? That's, as I always say, rhetorical flourishes. There's no reason for a rhetorical flourish. No reason to be so myrich. What does it mean? Who? Only the, only ochel nefesh, the low machshirin. Not something that's a machshir of ochel nefesh. You can shecht on yontif. But let's say you need a knife to shecht and you need to go and create a knife. You have to go to the metal fellow and, 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 and shart and, and, or whatever it takes to create a knife or to create an oven because you have nothing to cook in. Who below machshirin? It's got to be the essence of ochel nefesh, not the step before. Machshirin ochel nefesh is not doche yontif. Okay? Levado. Why does it say it alone? Don't think that you can actually perform a bris on Shabbos and Yontif when the baby's not eight days old and use a kalvachomer to prove it. Now, I, I, I translated, but I'm going to have to read the Rashi for you for you to know what this means. Okay? I'm going to make it a little bit bigger so you can see the Rashi on the page. Okay? Now, we are connecting this to burning truma on Yantif. That's what we're getting at. All these Amaroyim, you have to remember what's going on. A key thing about learning Gemara is not getting lost. And when you're doing Dafyomi, you got to be really careful not to get lost. Because you go fast. So it's important not to get lost. So the teacher, that's me, needs to explain to you what we're doing. We're coming up with sources that you do not burn. It's usr to burn truma that's tame. It might be a mitzvah to burn it when it's not yontif. But you do not do that on yontif itself. Now, why would you think you could? And what is the pasik that tells you that you don't? You think that you could because it's a mitzvah. It's like burning nosar. What's the pasik that says you don't? So Rava says it's based on the word levado. Here, and Rashi is going to give us the breakdown. Here we go. If the Torah did not say the word levado, I would have used logic to say that a mila shalom bismano should be done on Shabbos or Yontif. The titre, that it could push it off. Where is that kalvachomer in the parak Rabbi Lezer de Mila? 100, daf kuflam et beis? About 100, in, 110 days from now. Hopefully we won't, we'll be learning together when we get to it. Physically together. Da'achitan yehosam. Matzara shadocha esavoda 
We know that if a person is a Kohen with a Nega Tzaras, he cannot cut that Nega off to try to become Tohor in order to serve in the Beis HaMikdash. It looks like we lost our connection, Rabosai. Can anybody hear me? Can anybody hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. You can hear me? It's been reestablished. Okay, let's go back in the Rashi. One more time. Saras, a Kohen, cannot cut the nega off of his body in order to serve in the Beis HaMikdash. What do you see from there that is important? He might be the only Kohen that knows how to do this job. Still, the Avodah did not happen that day because the Kohen was in quarantine. The Kohen was, had Saras. And because of that, we didn't allow to cut the nega off in order to get the Tara process going. You're at Mitzorah, you stay at Mitzorah. Okay? Bye. Yes. Avoda doches a Shabbat, though. But we know when it comes to Avoda, Avoda's always doche Shabbat. They shecht, they do, they do all sorts of Avoda in the Beis HaMikdash. Now, Mila Shalobizmana doche osa. And Mila, even at Shalobizmana, is doche. Saras. Why? Dochitanya Hosam. Mila Docha Saras Bain Bismana Bain Shalo Bismana. So therefore, since we know that if a, uh, if, a, if, a, if, a, if a baby, listen, 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 if a baby develops Saras on his Aver, you will cut the Aver off in order to do the mitzvah of Mila, even though it's Shalom. Yes even though it's Shalom Bismana. So you see that Mila is Docha Tsaras, and Saras is Docha Avoda, and Avoda is Docha Shabbos. So Lachora, you see from there, that Mila should be Docha. Okay, I can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Okay. So you see from there that Mila is Shabbos. That's what you made. You would have made the Kalt Vachomer. One more time. Mila is docha tsaras. Tsaras is docha avoda. Avoda is docha Shabbos. So put all those dominoes together. Mila should be docha Shabbos, even shalom bismano. Asa levado, the word levado comes, lafuke mehai kalvachomer, delo tidrashlo. The word levado in Parshas Bo says, no, only ochel nefesh. Do not make any long-winded Seemingly logical kalvachomers, and therefore Mila is not Doche Yantif. So you see from there, Memewa Shaminan. Yes. Shaminan, the mitzvah She'ein Zmana Kavua. If it's not supposed to be done today, and you could do it tomorrow, then it's not Doche Yantif, and that's the reason why you do not burn Kachim and Yantif as well. Okay. <laughs> I told you we needed to step back and do the Rashi. It says the audio connection has been lost. <laughs> All right. Ravashi Omar.
Okay. Can anybody? Henoch, can you hear me? Henoch, can you hear me? All right. Sounds like you can hear me again, right? Good. Rav Ashi Omar. Again, this is, you have to realize the bandwidths are being pressured. And there's just so much going on over here. So that's the reason why we're losing the connection. Rav Ashi Omar. What does the Pasuk say? Shabbaton. When it comes to Yontif. Shabbaton tells you. That's a mitzvah saseh. Shabbaton, it does, the, the maloch, the idea of not doing malocha on Yontif is not only a lo saseh. It's an aseh as well. There's an aseh, lo saseh malocha that isn't ochel nefesh. But there's also an aseh not to do malocha. Shabbaton. Every time you do Malach on Yontif in the wrong way, you're over an Asay plus the Los Asay. And therefore, you want to say, I want to do the mitzvah of Sreifas Nosar. I want to do the mitzvah of destroying Kachim that's Tameh. Ein Asay Doches Los Asay And that's the reason why you don't burn Shemen Sreifa on Yontif. It sounds like you can't do it on Yontif. But on a weekday, if it would be a weekday, you are allowed to burn Kachim. My timer. <laughs> the same way there's a mitzvah to burn real Kachim, Truma is the same thing. And there would be a mitzvah to do it. The and the truth is, you have 100% the right to not just burn it in a, in a field, but you have a right to burn it in the oven in order for the fuel of the material that became tame to at least help you in some way. It can be light in your house. It could be fuel for your oven. You have a right to use it and you to burn it that way. Where does the Torah say, that this truma that's tame, you have a right to burn and get enough from it. So let's see what it says. The Pusik says, God says to Aaron, Moshe to tell Aaron and all the Kohanim, I've given you trumatai, mishmeret trumatai. What are the what's the what what is the double term? Mishmeret trumatai, b'shtei trumas hakasim medaber, achas truma tahora, v'achas truma tmeya. And what does the Torah say? That Aaron got a gift. He got two trumas, the truma that was tamei, and there's a gift that's given to him, which is truma tamei as well. Tahor truma is obviously a gift. He can eat it, but tamei truma is also a gift. How is it a gift? The gift is, it's yours. What can you do with truma that's tamay? It can never become tahar, but it's Aaron's gift, Kohanim's gift, which means they can use it, to use as fuel in the oven, underneath your dish, in order to create the fuel that will make your dish taste better. Not on Yantif, during the year. You don't say that if the truma is tameh, the Kohen can't use it. The Kohen has a heter hano because it's given as a gift to him. It can only be a gift for him if he uses it. 
On, the, on Yantif? No, on a non-Yantif. He, in other words, the Torah says, Henech, that Truma, there's two types of Truma gifts, Tahar Truma and Tomei Truma. The only way Tomei Truma can be a gift is if the Kohen has a right to use it as fuel. Okay? Next. Eboi Samim Rababo. I'm a Rababo. I understand that, but I thought we were talking Right. Uh, on Yontif and Shabbos, it's usur because you can wait till after Shabbos and Yontif to do it. But if it's not Shabbos and Yontif, there's actually a mitzvah to do it, okay. and there's actually a way to right. do it. You can fulfill right. the mitzvah while you're getting the benefit of getting a good stew cooked on your oven. Okay? Okay. okay. What does the person say? On the last day of Pesach, at the end of three years, after all the, the, the cycle of Truma and Meiser Shrishon and Meiser Shani and Meiser Ani, he makes, a, he makes a, an announcement. He says, Lo bi'arti mimeni mimenu betome. He says, I did not burn any of the Meiser Shani when it was Tome. Hmm. Mimenu betome. Mimenu iatamavir. We're talking about Maisra. Maisra Shani, you have no right to burn if it's Tame. Mavir would mean, listen to what I'm going to say. Mavir means to you to burn for your own use. Sorafe is to destroy it. If you say the word Mavir, you're talking about it's a benefit for you. Like beer, you could do beer chametz in your oven as well. Beer, mavir means that I actually burnt it when it was Tomei in my oven. I didn't do any of that. I did not take Tomei Meister Shani and burn it in my oven to cook my stew. That's what it means, the proclamation in Parshas Kisovo. Lo biarti mimenu bitome. But it says mimenu. Mimenu mavir. Avalatamavir shem and shotruma shinitmeis. But you could actually burn other types of things that are like Meiser Shani that became Tomei. For example, Truma that becomes Tomei, you do have the right to burn and to benefit from the burning. Just one second. It doesn't say Truma. Maybe you have the right to take, let's say you had Shemen that was Hektish. You had Shemen that was Hektish that became Tomei. Maybe you have the right to take that and burn it. And burn it in your oven. One second. Who? Ma Meiser. Hakal. Meiser is not so Chomer. When it comes to Meiser, you're not supposed to actually burn it if it's Tomei. Kodesh. Chomer lo Koshkein. When it comes to Hektish, for sure, you, there, that, that lo biarti menu should be chal on that. The pasuk lo biarti menu bitame should definitely apply to kachim that became tame. Just one second. <laughs> the Gemara says, Ihachi, if you're telling me that, Truma nami le makal v'chomer. Truma is more chomer than Meiser Shani. If you're telling me hektish koshkein, then Truma is koshkein. They both should be usher. All three should be usher. Mars says, no, hoksiv mimenu. It says mimenu. The only thing you're not supposed to do 
and get Hano, putting it in the oven for the stew is only my, is one thing. There's obviously a, 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 a limud, a miut, for something that you are allowed to burn in the stove and get Hano from it when it becomes tummy. But you're telling me it's not hectish, it's, it's truma. Why did you go with one or the other? Maroyas, why did you decide to go with, to say truma was the one that you can do, whereas hectish is a kalvachomer you can't do? Somebody <coughs> says, Mistabra. Why? Kodesh lo mematina. <coughs> I just have something stuck in my throat. I'm not dying. Kodesh lo matina. It's not hectish. You can't say hectish is the thing that you're not, that you aren't allowed to burn, that you are allowed to burn. Shekane, look what Hektish has. It has Fanak Akas. What's Fanak Akas? First of all, Hektish has Pigo connected to it. If the Kohen has the wrong thoughts while he's being Makrovit, the Truma doesn't have anything like Pigo in it. Pigo creates Kores on it. What else does it have? It has Nosar. It's also a carbon. Also, there's a Din Me'ila when you use Hektish incorrectly. Meshogi, you have to bring a carbon and pay. It also has kares if you're tummy. It's also asrula onain. Look at all those things that Hektish has. How many were those? Six things. Mar says, no. Adaraba, Truma has a bunch of things too. Maybe Truma lo mamatina. Why? Shekein machbaz. What's the machbaz? First of all, it has misa. <laughs> what says misa? If a person eats Truma, a czar eats Truma, he's chayim misa bidei shamayim. Also, if you eat Truma B'Shogeg, you pay a Chomesh. Or even, you don't pay that Chomesh for Hektish necessarily. If you're Moel, yes, but, right? And what else? Ve'en Lapidyon. Hektish, you're allowed to be, there are ways to get out of Hektish. Hektish has a Pidyon. And what else? Asur Lazarin. Truma, Hektish, can be eaten by a czar. Uh, not all of it, but some of the carbon can be eaten by a czar. But not truma. Truma is totally usser, right? Truma is totally usser. Mars says, okay, you got six and four. Hanach nefishin. There's six is more than four. Therefore, when we're going to come up to the mute, we're going to use the mute for, we're going to use the mute for truma and say hektish is just as bad as Meister Shani and you're not allowed to burn hektish that's tame in the oven. Vibay Seima, you don't need to say six versus four. Kodesh Chomer, you know why? Shekane Onish Chorus. Chorus is the worst, is much worse. Why? Says Rashi, you can see it right here. The Ispeitre Chumre. Yomav Nechrosen Vahoylech Arire. Misa Shamayim, you die. But you have children. Your children don't die. Chorus is worse. Chorus is you die early and you don't have children or your children die. So Chorus is worse. And therefore, since Chorus is worse, if, if, if anything is going to be a Kalvachomer from Meister Shani, it's going to be hectish. Truma is going to have the mute. And Truma, according to this way of looking at it, you are allowed to use in the oven. Rav Nachum Bar Yitzchak Omar. Okay, we've lost the audio again. Let's see. Hopefully it'll come back. I know you can't hear me. 
Can you hear me? Okay. Rav Nachman, hopefully he'll come back. Rav Nachman, Bar Yitzchok Omar Omar Kro, Titein Lo. Henoch, can you hear me? Henoch. Okay, can you hear me? We're back. The internet was lost. Can everybody hear me all right? Yeah, we, we lost a lot of it tomorrow. All right, I'm going Go back. This. I'm going back. We lost a lot of it tomorrow. I, I, I'm going to repeat it. Okay, here we go. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok Omar. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchok Omar. Amar Kro, Titain, Lo, 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 Oro. What does it say? It says you're supposed to give Truma to him. Okay. What does it mean giving Truma to him? It means Lo. Give Truma to the Kohen to him. Don't give him Truma that's Tame. Don't give him Truma that he's just going to put into his oven. Lola Oro. Don't give him truma he's going to put in his oven. Which means like this. Let's say you have your field, which is mostly tahor. You have a tahor field. And then you have a basket of tamay fruits. You can't say, I'm going to make take these tamay fruits, and that's going to be my truma, and it'll 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 take care of the tevel. Then I'm going to send the tame fruits to the Kohen. The Pasuk says you can't do that. You need to give him stuff that he can eat. You have good truma to give. Give him the good truma. But the Pasuk says give it to him. Don't give him something that he's going to put into his oven. So what do you see from there, from that drasha? From that drasha you see that if he would have tame fruit, he could put it in his oven. And that's the proof that you are allowed to get benefit, calling it a benefit from Truma the stomach. Rabbi Shmuel says, don't use Itron. Why not? My time, Amarava Mitok Sharei Chora. Sorry. Because the smell is so bad, Xera Shemayani Chenevietse. The person is going to leave the room, Rabbi said. So what? Let the guy leave the room. Let the people leave. To light Shabbos Licht. That's a chova to have Shabbos Licht in your house. You can't have a situation where people are not using it. You think you just light it and you go away and you eat in the dark? Or you go in another room? 
It's a chova to have the Shabbos licht in the house when you're eating and to eat around it. The Yomar of Nachman bar Rav Zivdov, Amar Yomar of Nachman bar Rava, Amar Rav, Hadlokas Ner b'Shabbos Chova. Having Shabbos lights in your house is an extremely important thing. More important than this next thing. Rechitzis Yadayim Raglayim Bacham in Arvis is a Rishus. Washing your hands and feet and taking a hot bath on Friday afternoon, it's a nice thing. But it's only a Rishus compared to making sure you've got the Shabbos Licht in your house, the lights in your house on Friday night. Ba'ani Omer, I'm calling it a mitzvah. It's not a Rishus, but it's not as Choshev as the Neros. The Neros are the highest level, Chova. Washing and making sure you have, you're nice and clean, that's only called a mitzvah. It's not as important as the Shabbos Licht. And we learned about Shalom Bayis yesterday about it. My mitzvah, what's the mitzvah? Rav Yudah Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, they'd bring him a trough of hot water. He would wash his hands and feet. And he would put himself in nice clothing on. He would wear linen clothing with tzitzis on them because it was still Erev Shabbos. And he would have tzitzis on the linen. The tzitzis were with tcheles. The tcheles was wool tied into the linen garment that Rabbi Yehuda Bariloi was wearing. Vidayme, when people saw him sitting there, he looked like a malach Hashem Tzvokos, like a malach of God. But the students, although they also put on the fancy linen clothing, they did not put tzitzis on it. They, and they and they wanted to hide the fact that there were no tzitzis on it, so they would cover the covers, they would cover the the corners of their beged, so Yehuda should not spot that they weren't wearing tzitzis like he was. Didn't I teach you that even though it's a linen, you're allowed to do shotnes for tzitzis, sadden b'tzitzis, the idea of sad and bitzitz is it's only Beishamai who says you shouldn't do it. Potrin. Beisil al-Mechayim. Beisil says there's no chumr in that. Even though it's shatnes, you're allowed to tie the wool into the linen. Ba'aloch, gadiver Beisil So why aren't you wearing tzitzis, he said. Inu savre, why didn't they wear tzitzis? They were worried, gzeirimishum ksus laila. Because people used to wear linen bedclothes. There were two types of linen clothing. There was linen fancy clothing you wore during the day. And there was a linen night clothing. Night clothing, you don't have to put tzitzis on. Because So therefore, they were worried that if they were wearing linen, they didn't put tzitzis on. Because wearing tzitzis at night on night clothing, would you don't put that on. So that's the reason they didn't put tzitzis on their linen garments. Yehuda didn't feel there was a reason, because this is not a, a, a night jacket that you're wearing. This is not a night robe you're wearing. Let's just, we have a couple minutes, just one minute over time, but because we're going to try to finish the daf, the tiznach mishlom nafshi, the Pusik says in Eicha, that I lost the shalom nafshi, noshisi tova, I forgot tova. My Vatiznach Mishlom Nafshi. 
what was the shlom nafshi that was that was that was he was despairing from? What was the shlom of his nefesh after the churban that Yirmiyah was saying, "I no longer have." They couldn't light near Shabbos anymore after the Chorban. They were so poor, they couldn't light near Shabbos. Yermio said, I don't have Shalom in my nefesh anymore. I can't light near Shabbos. Klal Yisrael is so poor, we don't even afford a little bit of oil to, and a wick to light anything on Friday night. Nashisi Tov, I forgot the big Tova. You know what the Tova was? That was before the Chorban Zubes Amerchats. We could go to we could go to Amerchats. We could even get hot water for Rechitzas Yadayim for Raglayim Bachamin. But now that the Chorban happened, I forgot about it. Who could think of hot water now? Rabbi you know what it used to be that we forgot that we don't have anymore? Zumita Mutsas. We had our beds made. Ve'isha Mikushetet and you had your wife waiting for you for the Friday night, mitzvah night, dressed beautifully. That was gone. You, you couldn't, your beds, you didn't have bed sheets, you didn't have bed clothes. And your wife didn't have the fancy negligee, whatever it was that she'd be wearing. All that is in the past since the Corbin happened. We'll stop over here. We basically did uh, the, the, the blot of today. Um, uh, and I'm okay, so I'm going to turn the recording off. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.